Wolves TV Match Day Live Extra. I'm Mikey Burrows, Andy Thompson and Claire Hakeman alongside me for exclusive post-match reaction to Wolves nil, Brentford 2. Two goals in the first half, though Brentford had a couple disallowed as well. One for offside and one for a handball. They had a man sent off in the second half, but still Wolves were not able to press home any kind of numerical advantage they had the fewest amount of shots in a game that they've had this season and they didn't get a single one on target. And therefore, Andy Thompson, the only thing that we can surmise from all of that is that Wolves still are having issues scoring goals, which will be news to absolutely nobody. <laughs> I don't think it will be new news. But, um, yeah, so we're just watching it there and the frustration uh, of players, the frustration of the way that we play. Um, Jimenez, you can see clearly what's happening, even through his headband off, because he's probably thinking it's just not working for me. So he's thinking about something else. And look, in all the games that we've played, even though we've created opportunities apart from today, so look, we've looked okay. And you're thinking, oh, okay, we're creating chances. Sooner or later, it's going to happen. Today, it didn't look like that. We looked nervous. Uh, we didn't look like we had any confidence in that top third. Decision making in the top third wasn't good enough. Uh, selection of what it is not having a gamble there's a number of things we could keep going on uh, but it's something that we've got to rectify sooner rather than later we've got to try and get it sorted because if we carry on I say games are going to start to run out and I say I know it's still early but the longer you keep going on the more pressure is going to build up and it's just a, it's just a lack of confidence in that top third watching it it's just not on. Well, that's interesting because I, I wanted to put to both of you, uh, and Claire, you can chip in first on this, because it, it is remarkable. It, we're just talking off air. Is it simply down to confidence? Is it down to decision-making? And how much is decision-making influenced by confidence and other factors? Because they do get into some really good areas. We saw Adama Traore four or five times in that second half actually put in a really decent inviting cross nobody on the end of it and then at other times we're putting in crosses which are just the wrong choice at the wrong moment yeah I think so and I think the way that the game went today I think we were always um, batting against it I think the uh, Marcel penalty kind of got us straight on the back foot then they went and obviously nearly scored one and then they scored another so I just think I think we were getting a little bit... We've not had it go that way, particularly against us. Don't forget the other games where we have created lots of chances. We've actually dominated those games. Looked like the, the team that should be winning the game. Whereas today, actually, things didn't go our way on every level. No, not many corners, not many chances created, no shots on targets. It wasn't actually how things have gone for us. So I think the fact that we were 2-0 down at half-time... Finding their way back was really tricky and obviously, as expected, Brentford parked the bus so they were even more difficult to break down. It put them under more pressure to make the right decisions and it wasn't really happening on, it, on any level. So there were so many unforced errors, which is, is not how we've been. And, and just that general, you had a real feeling of it being a little bit flat um, and not quite that buzz that we've had and... And maybe the crowd didn't get behind them as much in places, but I think that was driven by performance. It just wasn't quite there today. Because I guess the thing I'm getting to, with, and you know, you've both played the game to a very high level, a very competitive level. When you are in that position, when you get into those areas of the field, 
what is going through your mind as to what is the right ball yeah. and and are you able to coach and teach that or is that simply down to the player individually knowing what it to looks do? like you, you can coach it because you can keep going through and doing uh, drills on it so you can coach the actual the circumstances that you're actually doing you can watch all the the videos analyze everything that you want but when it comes down to it and i've said this to you before the hardest thing in football is to score goals and in a match day in training you look great i said to you before the game I was watching them shooting and scoring and was putting it top corner um, and not just one player, numerous players. As soon as we get into that game, all of a sudden things change. Okay, things start to go through your head. Kind of and the more and more that it goes on that you don't score, more pressure runs on your head. And I just think as well, we said last week, it's just going to take a messy goal or something and we got that. Two messy goals, not great goals, own goal and we got off the, the mark with the goal scorer we wang. But... When you're looking at that, pressure does build up on you. Say people having an extra touch, having that little bit more time on the ball, wanting, it's not going to happen. It's got to be an instinctive thing, and and that's the what that's what's going to win you the game. He's making sure that you have those people in there who's instinctive. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens if he's going to keep the same lineup or if he's going to change it. Um, I'm just trying to get uh, Matt Murray to come and say hello. Uh, He's been doing it for TalkSport. Very quickly, my friend. Say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. How are we? <laughs> this is, uh, Hi, Matt. You're right. How are you? Okay. Yeah, good. Thanks, This mate. is for our Match Day Live Extra. I know you've got to run. I just wanted to quickly grab you because we're talking about the element of decision-making in the final third and getting the ball in the back of the net. What did you make of it? Well, it's the hardest bit to do, isn't it? Get the ball in the back of the net. That's why strikers cost the most money, get paid the most money. And um, I thought Wolves started okay, got into positions, but then, yeah, that final decision, that composure. And if you actually look at it, I think David Rea actually hasn't had a shot to save in a full 90 minutes, even though you'd back row him and as usually to put that header in. At least he's brave, he's getting in there, because that would always be a concern with the injury. But I just thought we became quite, give the ball to Adama, cross the ball in, with people just running in straight lines. So just that final decision. So, um, yeah, disappointing. Uh, afternoon from once uh, Brentford took the league, but that, that's what they've got to be working at for me. There's couldn't have any more strikers on the pitch for sure. I thought, <laughs> We're thought, trying. Yeah, I thought Wang had an impact, looked sharp, and but credit Brentford for their performance. But yeah, well, that will be the bit that Bruno Large will again say loads of territory, loads of good positions, but we haven't made it count. But they just paid the price for a quite a manic 20 minute period in that first half where they'd been good for the opening part and then just went off the boil. Well, we all know it's the oldest saying. We hear goals change games and you feel it. So um, Wolves had come with a game plan, pressing Brentford back, uh, lots of control, good areas, good combinations, especially down this, uh, it was down the left-hand side with Marshall and Traore coming in the pockets, it looked good. Then suddenly, it was a penalty, 100% it's a penalty, and Marshall didn't let him go. Ice cold, isn't he, Tony? Then it could have been 2-0 straight away. They did get the goal where Kilman gets rolled, but still good play from Tony. And yeah, you say then the game went away from them. And, but then it played into Brentford's hands. They were compact, they were organised, good on the counter-attack. Broke the game up with the fouls and the games and the ship and everything else. Game management is whatever you want to call it. But I still feel, especially when they went down to 10 men, if one of those goals go in... The fans are right behind them. We all know what that feeling is. 2-0. Mm. We've been there with a 2-0 lead. We've been there when we've been 2-0 down. And that next goal is massive. And, uh, yeah, so that was a bit that Wolves couldn't get back into the game. But, yeah, definitely paid for that that spell in the first half for sure, Mikey. Love you, man. I'm going to let you, you go. Uh, Matt is going to be with us in a couple of weeks' time against Everton here. Uh, he's been working for other broadcasters today. Thank you, mate. Good to see you.
He'll charge. He'll bill me for that later. It's, all right. yeah. it's in the post, mate. Ch charges by the minute. <laughs> <laughs> his only currency is a cuddle he's just said as he makes his move away but it, it's you know it's the same points you guys have been making it it's the point that everybody who watched the game today will have been making let's go back to the goals um, Matty mentioned it there Tomo and somebody actually messaged me during the game and said that might be the first ever time that they've heard Tomo not complain about a penalty given against Wolves yeah. so you know it's, it was bang yeah, on well he's got both arms around him so look, it's, uh, I, I never saw it in the original times, and I'll, I even said, oh, penalty, oh, yeah, right. They're shouting, thinking they got a penalty. Then I saw the replay, and Marcel basically got both his arms wrapped round him, not just the one holding him. He got both. And, like, if that was up the other end, I'm sorry, but, like, I'd be wanting it as well. And he got the penalty. It was a clear penalty for me. Uh, but you, you can't do it. You can't do it, especially with VAR now. So it's, everything is uh, scrutinised, everything is seen. Uh, there's no way that he's going to get away with it. So probably the sale log before the VAI might have got away with it, but it was the right decision. Unfortunately, I don't want to like to give the other teams opportunities or officials or, credit. Yeah, credit. But it's but, no good, is it? When you no. when you concede a goal, you've given them that. Really, I think on that scenario, knowing that you shouldn't really be doing it, we've gifted them a lead. Really, is what's happened. And then you're on the back foot, and that's it's, it's tough to come back from. Do you criticise Claire Marcel in the sense that? The referee had warned them just before that. Yeah. Because it, it was the second corner in a row, I think, if I'm right in saying. Yeah, yeah. It's not as if he hadn't been told. No, and I think then the referee's probably on it, isn't he? He's looking for yeah, it almost. Is, yeah. But in fairness, he's done it. He's put it straight in front of him, and, and, and you know, it's, it's there to see. Um, it's an obvious foul. He's, he's got, you can't do it. And, you know, what's the chances? I mean, he could, I'd rather him let him go. What's the chances of it yeah. landing on his head and him scoring off it? You know, like, realistically, he might as well have just left him than actually pull him down and give well, him a pen. When you two were playing, were you tight yeah so we just zonal marking yeah we used to man man mark basically corners now they're not duty in zones now or areas or whatever they want to do but at the end of the day it's just and I think he's grabbed him down because he's got the wrong side of him yeah I think that he's got the wrong side of him and he's realised hang on a minute I've got well, to do something this is the point I was going to ask you a pair of you because you both played in defensive positions and defended these things that yeah. it, it, Again, from a fan's perspective, from people watching from the sidelines, they would be like, surely Marcel can see that that ball is not going to go on Ivan Tony's head. Tony's made the run near post, that ball is going. But will he have seen that, or is he just simply focused on Tony? I, I think he's solely focused I on him, because well. when the, he's your man, you do not want him to score a goal, because that's on you. Okay, but equally, it's gone obviously a bit more wrong because he's given away the penalty. But I mean, for me, I was always on the post pretty much. Traditionally, that's how things roll. Now they don't have people on the post. So you are pretty much man to man. You know what your role is. You know what your job is. It is tricky. It's probably the worst part of being a defender is probably set pieces because somebody gets a run on you. They've got the advantage because they can get a run on it. You're facing the wrong way in some respects. So being able to see the ball coming in as well as the defenders, the attacker's movements is actually quite tricky to defend against. But... You can't just pull them down, you know. Like it's it's just it's going to get varred, even if you get away with it. You know, non-league football levels without VAR, you're probably going to get away with some of them. But but at this level, you're not going to get away with that. No, so yeah, totally agree. So looking just the the way it was. So look, and you feel it's your responsibility because he's just focused on him. He doesn't know where the ball is because you look at the angle when he's actually grabbing him as well. He's got no idea where the ball is going. He's probably been blocked by some of the player as well, probably from Brentford. And then he's realised he's left him, he's run away from him, and then in desperation, he's grabbed hold of him. And, he, and these things go on. But 
everything's scrutinising now, is it? You can't see, you can't get away with yeah. it. Yeah, and on the basis of scrutiny, the second goal is kind of a tale of a touch of misfortune for Max Kilman. Yeah. But then a slight error of judgment from Romain Saiz, who, yeah. who I can only presume saw something in the corner of his eye he's and went to block a central area and lost and went Well, the thing is, though, his priority should be the player in the box for me. So, look, he's the only one who's going to score the goal, which he ended up doing. But he's just got caught square on. He's just got caught. You can't see him. He's square on. He's just looking at the ball. And all the lad's done is took a step to the other side of him. And he's been able to have a tap in. So, yeah, it's, it's, look, Saez's position. He should be opening himself up so he can see the player and he can see the ball coming in. Unfortunately, he's got his... As he's, I know he's played well at the back. But he's a midfielder, isn't he? And he's got caught a little bit on the wrong side of it. Well, that's the next element to this conversation. And we were praising him in a, ahead of time. He's yeah. celebrating five years at the football club. And I'm a big fan of Romain Saiz on and off the field. However, Willie Bolly is now back fit. And for the third game in a row, has sat on the bench and not got any minutes. We presume against Spurs in the League Cup, Bolly will start and will get some minutes. The question then is... Does he come into the team next weekend? I think he's got every chance, hasn't he? I think now the fact that that performance today was flat, you've then go into a League Cup game, some of these subs are going to get minutes, then it's a bit of a free-for-all on who gets selected because this wasn't a great performance, if we're honest. The, so what happens in the game on Wednesday could be people playing for their shirts. So if you get a, get your minutes in there, you've got to be showing what that you want the shirt. And I think uh, Bruno Large has said that very openly, that there's competition for places. If somebody works hard, they'll keep their shirt. If they're not working hard, they will lose their shirt because there's competition in every area. Out Nori, Marcel didn't have a great game today. Hoover might be looking at Samedo, you know, like this, which is how you want it to be. But we've just got to start scoring some goals. And I think this is the key element, is the combinations that maybe we're picking in that final third of the pitch. Has Pudence done enough to probably be saying he should get a start? Should Fabio Silva be starting? It's difficult, isn't it? You can dig holes in everything, but the combinations have got to work on the day with also a little bit of added luck. But you both know full well that the debate will now rage. Do they go four at the back? Do they find a way to get a Daniel Pudence or a Huang into that starting lineup somehow? Well, you would think that, look, say, the manager's going to make the decision of whether or not he's going to go four or five, isn't he? Depending on what players he thinks is going to be available or in the best positions. Now, I'm just watching here, and the subs, near enough, all the subs, what we've said about on the bench, are doing a little bit of shadow of play. And that could possibly be the Wednesday's team, uh, or starting line-up at the back for the Wednesday's team. And Bolly's involved in that. I think it's been difficult to put him back in, in the previous games. I think today has made it easier for the manager to make a decision if he wants to make a change in the team, for my opinion. I think that today's performance has made it a little bit easier for him to make a decision where before, because of the performances, he's stuck with the team. Now he's got a decision to make whether or not he's going to bring him in. Is he helped, Claire, by the fact that they do have a League Cup game in the week? So it is an excuse to give a few more people minutes and therefore, on the back of that, he can say, well, he played really well on Wednesday, so that's why I'm keeping him in. I'm not dropping the other person. Yeah, yeah, I think it's perfect. I mean, it's, it's one of those games where you want to stay in the League Cup because we need some of our subs to keep playing. I'm always... I'm always Previously, when we haven't played a strong team for the League Cup and we've gone out, I'm always gutted for John Ruddy because he tends to play in those games. And I think it must be really hard for a player knowing this is a chance to show what you can do uh, and the potential to then go on to play. And obviously, we've got Southampton followed by Newcastle. They're winnable games. 
But we've got to convert the chances that we have and, and we need to go back to how it was today. We hope it was an off day and we go back to it and we attack it from Wednesday and we don't we don't start the game so that we, we're, we're working against it and, you know, we hope it doesn't go the way that it did today. But I think uh, Wednesday's a big opportunity for many players out there that will want to get a start. Fabio Silva, I mean, Gibbs White would have been one for today, wouldn't he? But obviously he's elsewhere. Den Donker will be be asking the question as well because he might be thinking of breaking into that midfield after today as well so lots of questions to be asked and interesting on the formation because I do think you could go in any direction it's an opportunity for change now isn't it but what what where do we go it's, it's quite a tricky one well it, it might be interesting because we haven't scored that he does change and goes to a flat back four mm -hmm. and puts that other creative player in it because of the way the results have gone and it in theory and I say this is just out there thinking if you do go to a four arguably Kilman has been your best defender yeah. and is probably more suited to playing an out and out centre half and you would suggest Bolly which would mean no place for Connor Cody so uh, it'd be interesting to see what he's doing is he going to leave his captain out um, that's a big call it right? is a big call but he's got an opportunity during the cup game so he could say oh to Conor Cody a little bit more um, I'm going to rest you for this game I know Conor Cody wants to play every game but he could say in that game I'm going to rest you for this one I'm going to give uh, Bolly a go along with Kilman just to see how he goes and that could be his get out but it'd be interesting to see what he does on Wednesday because I think he's got some big decisions to make well that's the other element to this Claire because, because you have that game Wednesday and it is a tough game against a Spurs team who probably will make changes no doubt but will still be relatively strong as well would you look at it and suggest, say, if he plays five at the back, three slash five at the back on Wednesday, he's going to be doing it on Sat on Sunday, or can he do it on Wednesday and still have enough time to work and change for Southampton? I get the impression from from the little bits that I've seen that they're working on both formations, quite, yeah. and they're, they're happy to chop and change during a game situation, which is what's happened today. And really, that's what they need to be doing on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, setting up with the five at the back, setting up with. Uh, focusing on the three centre-halves and the wing-backs and then obviously going to a flat-back four as well. And, and the players that we've got do slot into both, but like you say, that it's it's how it goes with the balance there, doesn't it? I mean, for me, it does look... Kilman's done brilliant. It'd be really hard to drop in, wouldn't it? Naturally left-sided, Bolly. Uh, it sits quite nicely there, doesn't it? But... I don't know. It's, it, Cody's integral as well to the to the squad and to how it rolls. There's an opportunity on, on Wednesday, but I don't know, you know... It's a big decision to make, but I don't think you can read too much into it. Sometimes managers want to decoy teams by going, oh, yeah. they played four in the week. They're going to definitely play four. I mean, the fact that we need it to be interchanging, that we need to be able to slot in and out of both quite smoothly because t times are going to come against tough opposition in the top half of the table and we might want to go with a solid five and then other times we want to go with a flat back four. So, um, Final point then, I guess, from both of you. Is there, a, is there any positive you're taking from today? I thought the first 15 minutes was positive. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, it's, it's it's just one of them games that it's it's been difficult, and the only learning thing from it is that you you, you know that you've got to increase the the tempo a little bit. You've got to be better, more clinical in the box. So you're getting positives of things that you already know, kind of things, but it's just been highlighted a lot more today. And I just think that look, it's, we're all disappointed. So look, I said to you last week, next my week with Wolves win or. It's not so much when we don't, but it's it's all about making sure that we bounce back from it. And um, we've got an opportunity in the week, and we've got an opportunity next week as well um, away. So it's 
look, it's 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 all about making sure that we try and get that top end sorted. That would be my only concern. I'd say, look, I'm not too worried about other elements of it, but it, you can see today by not scoring again how it affects the rest of the team, and that's the midfield and the defenders because you've got to do that to take the pressure off us a little bit as well. Andy Thompson, Claire Higman, thank you very much indeed. This has been our exclusive post-match reaction for Wolves Radio for Match Day Live Extra. Plenty more to come on Wolves TV, including the under-23s in action on Monday night. Wolves Weekly will hopefully return this week as well. And like I say, the first team in action against Spurs on Wednesday night. Make sure you tune in for Match Day Live Extra from half an hour before kickoff. <laughs>